Oh, I don't know why you came here tonight, uh, but I know, uh, that, that, I know what my hope is for you. And it's not just that you have a group of friends to hang out with, but that you experience a bond of brotherhood and sisterhood stronger than anything you've imagined. Not just that you learn a few things about yourself, but you come to know yourself and be known by others. Not just that you develop as a person in any way, but that you grow in wisdom and maturity. Not just that you find a safe place to learn more about your faith, but that your faith's tried and strengthened. Not just that you know more about God, but that you know him and are known by him. That you taste and see that the Lord is good. And I do not think that's too much to hope for. I'm glad you're here. Uh, Whatever year you are in school, however long you've been a part of the house, uh, I am grateful for the opportunity to walk alongside you um, and get to teach you on Tuesday nights. I pray that you're known and know Jesus, and I pray God's kingdom would come and his will would be done as we discover real life together in him. Uh, Let's pray, and we'll get into our text for the evening. Father, uh, would you send your spirit now uh, to dwell among us, to open our eyes and our ears and our hearts and our mind to hear whatever your spirit has to say to us? And I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations and thoughts of each one of our hearts would be holy and pleasing to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Uh, The gospel of Jesus Christ according to Mark chapter 1, verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. This is how the second book of the New Testament starts. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ the Son of God. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I really almost made an entire sermon on that. That what you read in these gospel accounts is just the beginning. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You've heard the word gospel before, I assume. You're in the South. I'm from Seattle. It's a crapshoot whether people hear gospel. Uh, but here, uh, I assume everybody's kind of, you know, heard a lot from churches or whatever. Or you, you're around the stuff in the Bible Belt maybe. I don't know. You've heard a gospel choir maybe. That's a gospel church or something. I don't know. Or people, those are people who proclaim the gospel. Maybe you've just heard people proclaim the gospel or you've heard that word. We, we kind of really only use it in religious connotations and nuances. I don't hear it used in any other way. You know what gospel means? Anybody know what gospel literally means, just the word? Yes, it means good news. It literally just all it means. We have so many words that just mean other basic words. It's crazy, right? Like gospel literally just means good news. In the early part of the first century, it wasn't even a religious word. It was just a word that you, describe, you used to describe a good report. So when your emperor or your king won a battle and you received the news of victory, what do you think that news was called? Gospel. Yeah, it was the gospel. Right? Uh, when Caesar Augustus, an emperor, was born, his birthday was hailed as the gospel. It's good news. I actually, and, I, and I, 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 I don't think it's accidental what Mark is doing uh, in his text. Uh, when Caesar Augustus was born, uh, the, the word that went out was that this is the beginning of the good news. It's just a word. It just means good news. And our text tonight begins with this. Good news. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Which to me begs a question. What's the good news? Like, what is the good news? And think about this for a second. Because I, I think for those of you that have grown up in church, uh, and, and my experience is often th- th- that this is true, that, that we have so many things that we've all assumed and never looked at. It seems like every year somebody comes up to me and wants to talk about something like, I don't know, uh, 
freedom, like determination and free will, or God's sovereignty and free will, or I mean something, you know. And uh, and I and I look at that person. And some of you guys are never gonna, somebody's never going to ask me about that now that I'm going to say this. Uh, but I look at that person. I'm like, all right, but just first, real quick, have you ever like looked in the mirror and, and and looked at yourself and said, I believe that there was a dude and he was God, and then we killed him, and then he like raised from the dead, and now he's like somewhere physically in a body, and I believe that's God. Have you ever done that? And they're like, uh, you know, uh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like some of the most basic stuff that we proclaim is crazy. I, re- I remember at a certain age, uh, I don't want to be patronizing, so I'm going I'm to keep these ages disclosed or embarrassing to me, I suppose. Uh, I remember at a certain age thinking that, that this stuff's just common sense. Why would anybody believe it? And then I looked at it and I was like, this stuff's crazy. This is not common sense. This is surprising stuff. What is the good news of Jesus Christ? I, I think maybe you would expect that everybody knows it, but I, I spend a lot of time walking in and around the hub downstairs throughout the week, and I hear sometimes throughout the year these kind of intense conversations. Many times they're not intense conversations. It's everybody just like skipping class, trying to figure out how to fill time. But, uh, but every now and again, there's like a really intense conversation that everybody dodges, you know? And I'll hear people talking about like why Jesus had to die. And, and, then, and, and it's like you would think with how much Christians talk about Jesus on the cross that that might be an answer we'd all know. Why did Jesus die on the cross? And somebody might throw out, a, 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 you know, a flippant or a cheap or, or like a, a, just a nickel answer, right, for a million-dollar question. And conversations go on for hours as they're circling. And to me, like, what is the good news of Jesus is something like that. That's a million-dollar question that rarely gets more than a nickel answer. Think about this for a second, though. For those of you that have some knowledge of this, how would you define— you can write this down or think about it in your head or something— how would you define the good news of Jesus? What is the good news— Think about that. Some of you might have grown up in church and been super involved in youth groups. You might have heard sermon series on the gospel. You might know the answer to this. But I know when I was 18 and I sat in a room like this, I would hear words like theological or a denomination. I remember like specifically between my sophomore and junior year feeling so embarrassed because I asked this pastor, uh, I said, what does denomination mean? Uh, as I had no idea, you know, and I was just like faking it the whole time in these rooms, like totally, you know, whatever. Uh, but I heard words like gospel. I had no clue what these kinds of, these, these Christian words or whatever meant. It's like it's a whole new vocabulary. Now, now, I submit to you, it took me a long time before I knew that department stores were called department stores because they had departments. Okay? It took me a long time, I was 36, before I knew that, that, the, uh, that Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is the same song as ABCs. Um, that blew my mind. Like, it's still, that's, you're welcome for those of you that are, I, you're ahead of the curve for me. I was 36. My wife's in the other room and she's singing A, B, C, D. I'm doing dishes. I run in there. I go, oh my gosh. Do you know, that's the same song. And my wife looked at me. She said, are you serious right now? Uh, truly happened like two years ago. Um, so maybe I'm not too bright. There's a chance I'm not too bright. But I, I, truthfully, friends, I had no idea what the good news of Jesus was. I heard people talk about the gospel. I had, this changes everything. That's all I heard. Uh, it, it, just wait for the good news. Um, <laughs> so I had no idea what the good news of Jesus was. I suspect, I mean, I, I suspected it would be an easy answer. Of course I'd heard, you know, some like cultural ideas of like heaven and hell or something like this, right? And I suspect that the way, the way Jesus, though, defines the good news might actually surprise you. So if you look at how Jesus defines the good news in our text from tonight, 
from the gospel of Jesus Christ according to Mark. I think it jumps out at us a little better in, a, in maybe a different translation. So this, if you can put up, uh, Keely, I think you might be running slides. Uh, uh, Mark chapter 1, verse 15. This is in the New Living Translation. Um, this is how our text ended tonight that Caroline read earlier. The time promised by God has come at last, Je Jesus announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news, or, or believe this good news. You can just leave that up for just a second. At last this time has come. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins or, or turn from your sins. That's what repent means. It means turn around. We might have a conversation about that this semester. I don't know. It just means turn around. Turn around from the sins that, you, that you're committing and the ways in which you're living and believe the good news. So the good news in, in this is the kingdom of God is near. This is how Jesus defines the good news. The kingdom of God is near. If I were to say, what is the good news that Jesus is bringing, his answer is, the kingdom of God is near. Not, you can go to heaven when you die. What is the good news of Jesus Christ? That the kingdom of God is near. Turn from your sins and believe this good news. Listening to the pop theology of our cult culture, I am totally convinced that if you were to sort of survey, if a Pew Research poll or a Barna Research poll, these are the two things that do the most research with church people, uh, or religious people, I should say, uh, which is most of us, I guess, in the U.S. in terms of religious folk. But um, uh, when, when they do these sort of surveys, I suspect if you were to ask people what the, what the good news of Jesus is, that, that many of the answers would have something to do about heaven or where I go when I die. Instead of this, good news, instead of this, the, the good news isn't actually, when you listen to Jesus' words here, it's not actually about me going anywhere. It's about the kingdom of God coming somewhere. So the, the good news isn't about me going somewhere. It's about God's kingdom coming near. Totally different. It's about the kingdom of God coming somewhere, coming near to us. Not near in years or minutes, like the, the Greek is incredibly clear on this, but near in terms of like feet and inches. So near that you could reach out and touch it. Or, or touch him. In other gospel accounts, we read the same thing. This isn't unique to Mark. In case you think I'm taking like one verse and not reading other verses, or I don't know, what, <laughs> whatever. Uh, nobody's that skeptical. But I am, but whatever. I, the three of you that might be, I'd love to hang out. Okay, anyway. Um, uh, in the other gospel accounts, we read something very similar, uh, that Jesus is proclaiming the good news of his kingdom. So, so one of the most, most famous passages of Scripture, and rightfully so, is, is called the Sermon on the Mount. It's, it's, it's uh, Matthew chapters 5 through 7, and, and Jesus is doing all these things, and people are following around them and are following around him. And, and at one point, he decides to sit up on the side of the hill, on the side of this hill, and teach all of these people about what the kingdom of God is like. What the kingdom of God is like. And specifically, in, in three of the four gospel accounts, very explicitly, that the kingdom of God is closer to you right now than you could possibly imagine. It's a lot of, oh, LaCroix. <laughs> Let's see what that is. <laughs> That's a sweet sound. Uh, the kingdom of God is so close you can hear it fizzing and, and popping and, and French words, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Let's take an intermission. Uh, I'll come back. Um, 
All right, listen up. So this, this, this semester, uh, we're going to be going through the gospel uh, of Jesus Christ according to Mark. Um, I, I, keep, I keep almost saying the gospel of Mark because that's shorthand. But in preparing for this sermon, it's been bothering me how often we call it the gospel of Mark. Because it's not the gospel of Mark. It's the gospel of Jesus according to Mark. It's not the, it's not the good news of Mark. It's the good news of Jesus according to Mark. And as I keep kind of getting tripped up there, we're going to be going through the gospel of, of Jesus according to Mark. And we're going to talk a lot about the kingdom of God and its king. Because this is what Jesus came to tell us about. This is the good news. The king and the kingdom who have come near. It's not just about where you go when you die. And if you don't know this, I, I, this actually, might, some of you may never come back. I would just say this. Uh, I, but I, I, after you read the Bible, you might. Um, uh, the overwhelming tilt of Scripture is focused here on earth, not in heaven. The overwhelming tilt of Scripture is focused here on earth, not in heaven. And though that might bother some of you in the room, though some of you might get really squirmy about that, I don't, you know, whatever, I, I submit to you that you care a lot about what happens here on earth in your life. And the good news is significantly gooder uh, uh, when, it, when, it, when, it, when it comes to bear upon your life on earth, too. When Jesus begins to proclaim the kingdom of God, he doesn't start talking about clouds and harps and robes and singing forever. He starts, he starts talking about captives being freed, poor being blessed, the pure in heart seeing God now. When he starts teaching about the kingdom of God, the sick start getting healed and the hungry are being fed. There, there's, a ton, there's a ton. I mean, the kingdom of God is this thing. That it's, it's a well that will just continue to overflow with imagery and ideas and discovery and curiosity and wisdom and all these things. We're going to talk about a ton of them this semester regarding his kingdom. And if you stick around uh, this community and share life with others, it is my prayer that you discover what the kingdom is like in each other. Tonight, I just want to give you the first piece of good news. And it's something that we forget all the time, or maybe some of us have never heard it. And it's that the kingdom has come near to us. That the kingdom has come near to us. Whatever distance you think there might be between you and God, he is closer right now than you know. This is how the good news first hits our ears in the scriptures, y'all. It's how it first gets past our defenses. It's how it begins to well up hope within us by proclaiming to our deaf and doubting hearts that God moves toward us first. If we have any hope of repentance, any hope of a new way of life, it's not because we chose God, but because he chose us. The kingdom of heaven is near, friends. Unless you think that you must do something before God moves toward you, Jesus himself moves heaven and earth so close to you that you can touch it. I can't wait for you to discover how the resources of God's kingdom can come to bear in and upon your life. And, and I hope that this is something that we can discover together. If you don't know, if you're new here, this is a really weird community. Uh, we got a bunch of like Baptists and Catholics and Methodists and Presbyterians and that's like an Anglican, uh, and like a lot of non-denominational people. We got a lot of skeptical people, people that are like, I do all three, or, but I, like, I just named like eight. So anyway, uh, <laughs> people from tons of different traditions. Uh, we're going to do communion in a moment, and my, my Catholic friends in the room often will tell me it's like communion light, uh, and I like that. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're all on this journey together to be known and know Jesus. And a bunch of us, look, a bunch of us are just hanging out for free food. Uh, that's why we're here. Uh, that's okay. 
Uh, and others, uh, <laughs> others who are willing to cook it and clean up afterward. There's a lot of them in this room that, that many, many of you will never know. There are students in this midst that put in hours just caring for other students in thankless ways. There's people in this room who know the Bible inside and out and most who've never read a page of it. There's people who've never been on a date in this room and others who have never been single. Uh, there are some people who are quiet, some who are very loud. Everyone's got issues. Only some of us know it. Uh, these, these, are, these are true, y'all, about this community. Like, I, I think sometimes the, 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 the uh, I don't know, the cultural momentum or something, like, the, like the, the sales pitches and the marketing training and all this kind of, I don't know, whatever, like that sits in our culture. It, it's like, hey, uh, when everybody gets together, just try to convince everybody to jump on board. And I'm like, no, no, I, I really care about where you invest your time and your resources, and I don't need you to be surprised for some dumb reason. Uh, uh, are being promised something that, 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 uh, that, that we can't deliver. This room is full of people who are figuring it out. But I invite you to discover what it looks like when God's kingdom comes and his will is done among us. And to do this with others in the room, sign up for a core group. Fill out the, the information sheets and, and, and get involved in some way to help serve other students in and through uh, this ministry on this campus. Like go to cookouts, come with us on mission trips. Spend time with each other in, in, in each other's favorite spaces. Sit next to someone new in the hub. Pray together. Ask tough questions. Care for each other. Follow ovaries before broveries on Instagram. Yeah. I am a devoted follower of that Instagram page. Uh, I invite you, I invite you to be known and to know Jesus with us, friends. And look, if the house isn't a community for you, like, I mean, you're going to bounce around for a couple weeks or something like that, I, I do encourage you to get connected somewhere and stay committed somewhere. I don't know what it is. I'm hoping this is changing with the Generation Z kind of coming through. I'm hoping there's a, a new shift a little bit, that, that y'all spend more time invested deeply and rooted in certain places than just spread so dang thin that you feel like you're failing everywhere. And so I, I want that for you. I, I, and, and if it's not here, that, that's fine. Then, then get rooted somewhere. But please find yourself in a community where you can be known, know Jesus, and taste and see that the kingdom of God, which is so good, has come near to you. The beginning of the good news is that the kingdom of God has come near to each and every one of us in Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, help us to believe. Help our unbelief. That, that you have come near to us in your son, Jesus. Lord, we pray for, uh, for the folks in the room that are making decisions about where to invest their time and, and um, that you would anoint their process of discovery and their, their, their process of curiosity, um, that, that folks like me and other student leaders on this campus would be honest with them, helping them to make wise decisions about um, how to spend their limited resources. We pray that your goodness is so apparent that, that in the coming year and for sure at the end of their college career that people would look back and be able to say only that you are good. Thank you for coming near to us, Lord, before we've even thought about you. And thank you for doing it still and over and over and over again. May each one of us in this room enter into your kingdom and take part of it and see it come to bear in and through our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.